This is the Mariah Report. News, pop culture, and all things Mariah Carey. Okay, guys, so we promised you our special guest. It's the now Emmy Award nominated Christopher Buckle. Welcome to the Mariah Report. We're so glad to have you. Yay! I always say we need applause. Applause. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You know, it's actually been a lot like a lifelong dream to win an Emmy. And I guess getting nominated is like, you know, a hopeful first step. One step closer. Is this your first Emmy nomination? It's my first nomination, period. No, <laughs> no you were nominated for a makeup award recently. Yes, for like the, oh, right. the guild yes, or something. Yeah. But to me, it's like, you know. This is major. This is part of the EGOT categories. Like, yeah, like, you know, Emmys and Oscars and, you know, those sorts of things are like, you know, they've got some weight to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It is very exciting. And uh, so hopefully we'll see what happens. But it's still really, it is great to be you know, recognized. Yeah. Did you celebrate last night when you found out? No, I just sat here by myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I did get a lot of congratulatory um, messages from from people online and stuff. And that was super sweet. Wow. That is great. And we saw that Mariah had sent you a congratulations on the social media as well. So, so sweet of her. I would have retweeted if I knew how to retweet. (laughs) How the hell do you do that? I, don't I know. know. It's like Twitter Twitter is a is a whole other thing. It's almost obsolete now, but you know, you gotta be on there. It's a hole, all right. That's for sure. It's for sure. <laughs> so Christopher, you were nominated for Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas special that we all loved and enjoyed and have watched multiple times. We could probably perform it ourselves if you yeah. if you asked and us I to. I literally just watched it again last <laughs> night and I was entranced by the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen it a hundred times. Um, so we never can get enough information here. So talk to us about some of the behind the scenes work that went into the Christmas special, because it was last year in the peak of the pandemic. I guess you had to film it in new ways that were never done before. So um, take us back to the beginning. Like when were you brought onto the project? When was it like early in the year? Like, eight, like what's the timeline for it? Well, the, the special had been discussed for since the summer. And um, Mariah was like plotting and planning and discussing and meetings and, you know, Skype meetings and Zoom meetings and phone calls. And so she was, you know, very specific about to to realize her vision. And Apple was really on board with with helping her do that. And so like we were it was during the pandemic. And so we I was actually like staying with uh, MC a lot. Uh, or I'd drive to her for the day and we'd like cook and hang out or whatever. So I, we were discussing it. And so I was hearing about it. And then as we got closer to it, of course, costuming has to take place. And so we did lots of fittings and we met with the costume uh, people and, you know, went through the costumes and uh, made sure that everything was just right and designed the way that Mariah would like and was spectacular to live up to the uh, title of the, of the show. And, uh, and then, you know, when it comes to hair and makeup, Serge Namont did the hair, I did the makeup. And that is something that, because makeup and hair can change very easily, you know, mm-hmm. it's just whether we curl it this way or straighten it that way, or I brush something this way or glue something on. So 
the costumes and all that are more permanent. They really take a lot of investment of time. And so those have to be right. And then the hair and makeup, we kind of have a powwow and we just talk with Mariah and, and try to push the limits and see what to do. Those looks, each and every single one of them are amazing. Martin and I have our favorite looks. All the lambs have their favorite look from the special. I think mine is the golden dress. A lot of people really gagged over that that whole look with the um, Veronica Lake kind of hair, mm-hmm. the gold sequin gown, and the matching Swarovski crystal uh, amber and chocolate eye that I did. Yes, mm. gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. I mean, you should win the Emmy for that look alone, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that what is so um, the thing is that, you know, People see the product, but they don't know behind the scenes. They don't know what is happening. And so when a lot of times people don't realize how little time we have to create those looks because we're shooting multiple looks in a day. Mm-hmm. And that look, I had, I had discussed it with Mariah and I, and I went and I bought all the stones and everything. And I had everything laid out to be as organized as I possibly could. And then they were like, yeah, you've got 15 minutes for the hair and makeup change. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, that's a lot of stones for fi- like they're, <laughs> they're very, it's very difficult to pick up a tiny little stone, get glue on it and then get it onto an, an eyelid. Eye yeah. And carefully pull away without those stone coming back up. So I don't know, but you know, Mariah's a trooper and I was just like, just brace yourself. I'm just going for it. And so I was just like, go going, in. Go. Yes. But that sort of reminded me of um, some of the makeup you did for the Glitter movie when you were stoning her and stoning her nails and her and her face and all of those things. I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is very glitter. Well, the, you know, we have, our, we have our go-tos and stuff, but I think, I don't know that Mariah's ever had more anything glued on her eye than the Christmas special golden look. Wow. <laughs> My favorite look is when she's lost in the snow and she has the big hair fanned out. And the whole um, ice princess look that you did. So it's all like purples and blues. Yes, and yes. Love that. Yeah. That's my favorite. I love that one. Mariah really liked that one too when we did it. She was suspicious. Suspicious. She, <laughs> she gets very suspicious when she knows my roots are in punk uh-huh. and uh, theater. So, uh, you know, when, when I start getting excited and enthusiastic, she's like, okay, okay, I'll just simmer down. <laughs> because <laughs> she knows the next thing she, you know, she could end up, you know, so, take a, so how does the day start makeup wise? Like what time does Mariah's begin hair and makeup? And is there like a base layer that you create and that you switch out? You can somehow change? Like what's the procedure for these looks? Well, just like with anybody, you do, you know, foundation and, um, and you build. I, I'm a makeup artist that does foundation first and structural things and then does the makeup, the glamour. Mm. A lot of people these days from what I see is they kind of do eye makeup and then they put the foundation and all of that stuff on. But I don't understand that. Like, to me, it's like I need to know what I'm putting the eyes on. So for me, it just works better that I, I work on foundation, structure, blush, powder, all that stuff, bronzer. And then um, go into brows and then eyeshadow and lashes and lips. And yeah. Well, the things, well how long does that take? Is it like a 6 a.m. call time? If you don't have that? a 15-minute limit yeah. from production. <laughs> Ideally, anyone in show business, we like to allow about two hours to get ready because there's a lot that has to happen in that time. Mm-hmm. There's got to be makeup and hair, nails, and then getting dressed 
and selecting jewelry and, you know, eating something maybe in between or, you know, so, um, usually we love to have two hours, but there are many times, like for instance, in Las Vegas, um, Mariah will come in and I've got 25 minutes oh, and wow. I do it. So I just slap it on. <laughs> and then I have to listen to all the, the lambs critique. Me. <laughs> How does that, what, um, what's that like for you hearing like opinions and comments on Mariah's makeup that you did? Well, the thing is, is that when I hear a compliment or someone that likes what I do, it always feels good. And I agree with them. And, <laughs> and when somebody um, disses me or um, is insulting to me, I actually am very delighted because there is something I just enjoy knowing that I'm pissing someone off a little bit. There's always a little joy in that. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that deep, everyone. It is yeah. makeup and hair and it's a dress. And sometimes the dress is amazing and sometimes the dress isn't. And everyone, it's like the day keeps going and the song sounds great. And that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. At what stage in the, in the filming process of the Christmas special, do you decide the makeup? Do you have to get together with the, dress, with the fashion designers and, you know, you select the outfit first and then you got to talk about the hair next and then the makeup? Like what's the... Well, we only discuss it with Mariah because she's the only person that matters. Mm-hmm. So... The costuming, Mariah will make sure that she's happy with it and make adjustments and changes. And then when those are finished, we see them. Mm -hmm. And then it makes sense. Like, we have an idea, like, okay, well, it makes sense that the hair would be kind of like this. Or Mariah will have an idea of what she wants the hair to be. And then I will then say, you know, oh, well, we can do this. Or this would be really cool. And what do you think of this? And then she'll say, well, can we do it, like, without that? You know, and then... And then we just do it. And then even at that point, things are changing in real time, you know? What was it like being in that sort of COVID situation? What, how it was different? Were you all masked up with this, with the shield? Like, how, what was going on? We were being tested every single morning. And um, we had to wear two masks plus a shield over our faces. And there was very, very few people allowed on the set and every single person was tested every single day. And yeah, it was like only like there were groups like group A, group B, group C. And though everyone like I was in group A, which would have included Mariah, her family and management. And that's it. Then there's group B, which might be, you know, camera people, blah, 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 you know. And so everyone, they just call different groups. And so there's only a certain amount of people around and you can only be in a certain spot like Group C could only hang out here. And so it was very separated. And it's a different way of being creative because normally in show business, we're very interactive, you know, mm-hmm. and because it's a flow of, you know, of many pieces moving at the same time. So when COVID happened, a lot of the, the film and showbiz industry had to change the protocol and add like a safety element. Was there anything different about the way you could apply the makeup? Like, did you have to use special brushes or... Like half mast, half not mast. I could only use the feathers of an angel's wing. <laughs> Picked by nuns. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah has always had her own brushes from, okay. with me and her own palettes. So like her lip palettes are her lip palettes. Her foundations are her foundation. Like I don't, that's not part of my regular kit. So Mariah's always had her own set. Ah. So that is, it's like her using her own makeup kit ultimately. Um, 
you know, there's always, when you're doing makeup on people, there's always the precautions of just cross-contamination of just normal everyday pathogens or germs and viruses, you know? So you don't double dip, you know, you work from a, from a little, like a mixing palette. So you've got your palettes of, let's say, concealer or foundation, and you take a little palette knife and you scrape it out, a portion, mm-hmm. and you put it on a stainless steel plate, and then you work from that so that you're working back and forth on your palette. It's kind of like Bob Ross. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so you work that way so that your makeup kit is uh, clean. Yeah, it's all these little things that nobody really knows knows about, but uh, you're behind the scenes there. The brush cleaning is a real pain in the butt because, <clears throat> you know, you have to use certain chemicals to clean the brushes, shampoos and stuff for other ones, and then I put them in a UV, a UV cleaner. Now, Christopher, don't you have an assistant to do all of those, those things, those no. tasks? <laughs> you do it all yourself. I do it myself because I don't trust anybody. Ah, uh. I'm a control freak because then when someone has helped me, I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're bending <laughs> the brushes. Like, you have to smooth them out. You have to set them and lay them flat. Like, you, And that's not clean. Do you call that clean? <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to do it yourself and get it right the first time. The thing is, is that if I'm putting something on very important people's faces, I am very controlling about being in control of everything that's touching their face. I don't want strangers around it, you know? I just think it's not safe. Tell us about the removal process. Does it just take just as long to get it off Mariah's face? Like, or you just do one big wipe and it's gone? Oh, when you take off someone's makeup, you just basically grab a, a Neutrogena wet wipe, <laughs> makeup wipe, and you just take it on off, you know? Um, when we do stage makeup, it's different because it's put on so that it really stays on, mm. you know, because uh, it's hot and the costume's are sliding over her face and uh, you know, we wanted to Mariah look gorgeous, like for the meet and greet afterwards. Right. So I really figured out a great way of keeping Mariah looking perfect through the shows, but it does take a little more effort to take it off at the end of the night. That actually leads me into a question I've had for a while for you. Is there a difference between doing Mariah's makeup for a music video versus being live on stage for a concert versus around the house like or tv yeah is there a difference between each one nope no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> very much so there is you know mariah's going we're going to make pizza you know we've made lots of weird pizza sundays um during covid and so uh you know we just do a little tinted moisturizer a little bronzer a little blush lip gloss some mascara and she would stick her hair in a little bun and we'd be ready mm-hmm. um there's other times where, you know, dinner out on the town would just be kind of just glamour makeup. But when you go into, like, music videos, for instance, sometimes you're compensating for the amount of lighting with you. You know that one? Oh, yes. Yeah. For instance, like that one, it was black and white. And so we, like, I was compensating for the fact that it was black and white. Then she's like lying on the bottom of the staircase on the floor with a greasy eye and her hair is all splayed out. Mm-hmm. Like you're just doing it for the, I knew that the lighting and the black and white, it would look great if it was greasy and, you know, but you cannot walk around with that eye because you would look like you just got in a domestic altercation. <laughs> she's at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It would just be messy and a disaster. 
So, it, so, you know, those things, it's like all very controlled. It's like, you know, you're basically like creating uh, an image for a music video uh-huh. and you're, you're fixing it every two seconds. Right. Yeah. Continuity. Speaking of and then theater, I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, sorry. Go she, ahead. Continue. Continue. I was going to say, I love the GTFO makeup that you did. The whole gorgeous. bronze, that bronze brown gorgeous. look. Loved. Yes. Um, but theater. You know, she, Mar- Mariah doesn't like a dark lip normally. So I was really oh. pushing a little darker and she, it ended up being very good. I think. Wasn't it? Like, so. It was like a copper tone that you used for the GTFO it was video. Brown. It was like a brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> so are you going to say about like, you know, being on, in, on stage in yeah, the theater? But when Mariah's on stage, it's a whole different thing because um, if I did her makeup, like when she's going to dinner or whatever, first of all, it would be a disaster because it wouldn't last. And it also wouldn't look, you would only the people in the front couple of rows would be getting Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. everyone else wouldn't be able, like she would wash out. Mm. So it kinda, you kind of have to do a little bit of a characterized version for stage so that it really just reads, you know, right. she doesn't have the screens. She doesn't do the big camera screens or whatever. We noticed. So, <laughs> but this way, this way people can see her. So what do you mean? So you'd like accentuate her character, her characteristics more, the bigger eyebrows, bigger lips more, and stuff. More contrast, just more contrast. Mm. Um, like whatever's dark will be darker. Whatever's light will be lighter, mm. you know, um, whatever's pink will be pinker, that kind of thing. You just sort of like zhuzh it up a little bit, put a little extra yeah, just in magnify. there. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Now you've obviously been working with Mariah for many, many years and you've seen her through all the photo shoots, all the videos, everything. What are some of your favorite looks that you've done for Mariah? People ask me this, and I have to tell you that it's so difficult for me to answer because sometimes the, my most favorite looks are ones that weren't even in a video. Like we were just doing a, a thing for Blackish or Mixedish or whatever. I don't know which one it was, but, um, you know, where she's wearing like a rust dress. And yes, I just, yep. Oh, gorgeous. That was a gorgeous that look. discussion. Yeah. But like, to me, that's like, that's a winner, you know? Um, uh, I don't know. I just, I have this moments in every video that I think are really great. So my first video was, um, but um, honey remix and I did the black long eye. Yes. On her. And she was with puffy and mace. But um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Like, I have done so... There's so many. It's almost like you forget about some of them some, sometimes. I do. I mean, I think I've done over 80 music videos with Mariah. Between the remixes and the this and the that's. And so I do love all the Bianca things that we did. Those were fun. Gosh, I can't even think. I did... I, with you, I did like that one a lot. That was like a later one that I really loved a lot. And of course... Loving you long time. Oh yeah, that was good. Is that the one on the beach? <laughs> yes, and it's like all shiny and golden. Uh-huh. Golden, like, like, yes, yes. I like that one. There's so many. There's so many. I can't remember. I I really can't. Well, take us back all the way to the beginning. So you just mentioned that the first video you worked on was the Honey Remix video. How did that come about? What were you doing at the time, and how did Mariah Carey get um, put in front of your face and and offered to you? Well, I was sweeping the parking lot of the <laughs> studio and uh, no. <laughs> on the door. I had been working with Mariah uh, because I had met her for an Allure magazine shoot. So we were shooting with Polly Mellon, who is legendary, Diane Vreeland's assistant from years ago. Ah. And now she was 
a mature woman who has been so successful and she's a legend. So she had me do this shoot with Mariah and it went well. And then there was, I guess, Laura Mercier did the, um, the honey video, the original honey video with the, you know, the white little bandeau mm-hmm. and the sailors and everything look, was uh-huh. gorgeous. And then they were redo, they were doing the rem the, I guess the remix. Yeah. And I, maybe, maybe Laura wasn't available or something, but I got hired. And so I had to recreate a look that, um, Laura Mercier did on the jet skis because uh-huh. we had to reshoot so that it matches. Oh, wow. And so I, I recreated that look. And then Mariah was like on this jet ski situation and splashing water and everything. And then, but the look that I got to create myself was the tunnel with the water and everything and the gold. And so I knew that I, I had to kind of make, make, make it stand out so that I can like make my mark on Mariah in a way, you know? And it was, I think if you keep, I didn't want, I already had to copy what someone else did for the uh-huh. jet skis. I, I wanted to do something myself for myself. And um, we did it. And actually we were doing it in LA in a trailer and it was a big set thing that was outside, but on the trailer, the electricity kept going off. And so I'm like working in the dark because we're working against the clock and we're losing, you know, we're losing time and everyone's banging on the door. And I was just, I remember I was just like, Oh my God, my hand's shaking, my hand's shaking. And Mariah just like held my hand. She's like, you got this. She's like, I have faith in you. You got it. And oh, I did that's it. So sweet. She could, she could already see you were amazing at what you did. So she but kept also she, I can see that. I can see that she was amazing because she's like not freaking out. Like most people would be like, hurry, hurry. You think we're going to finish? <laughs> Stop shaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and she was just like, you got this. Don't worry. What was your um, Mariah background up until that point? Were you a fan of her music? Were you up with the pop culture? What's interesting is, you know, I was, I grew up in a world of very alternative types of music. So I was like, very alternative you know i was a punk like and i was painted like a punk and what were you listening to i listened to everything from nina hagen to diamante galas and uh of course all of the you know new wave bands the post-punk kind of new wave bands like Devo and I mean, like that's kind of cornball, but you know, I listened to like such a weird mix of, of music and ministry of course. And, and Susie and the Banshees. And, but I was working in a salon and this girl was playing the song uh, vision of love. And I was sweeping the floor and I was just like, and it was at the end of the night and her boyfriend was an engineer and probably should not have had that tape. <laughs> oh, but, wow. That kind but of I tape. Guess it was Mariah's, I guess it was Mariah's demo tape. And so she had this demo tape and she put it on and I was just like sweeping. And all of a sudden I was just like, what the fuck is that? And she was like, what? And I was like, that, that was her voice. Like that was her voice that just did that. Who is this? What is this? And she was like, it's some girl, Mariah. And, uh, you know, my, my boyfriend's working with her and she, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> that was the very first time I heard Mariah, and that was in like that was before she was signed. Wow! So you've been there since the beginning, beginning. That was like 1989. That was 89. I think, that I heard that. Yeah, well, you're one of the first. Then 
but then, uh, and then that was, so it was the first time. And then, you know, and then of course I saw her become successful and she came out and, and had such all that great success. And I was working, like, it was so weird how it all, it's so kismet, like me and, and Mariah, because I was working at an agency representing hair and makeup artists. And my artist, Keith Carpenter was a hairdresser. He was doing Mariah's hair. So he was like always doing Mariah's hair. And he would tell me like little stories of just like little things that happened. I'm like, she sounds like a freaking riot. Like this sounds like a girl that I would like hang out with. And then three years later, this whole weird thing happened. And I ended up being with Mariah. That's amazing. It really is sort of like kismet. It's fate. It's it's meant to be. And the fact that the two of you are such good friends now and still working together just sort of proves yeah. that. We both worked in the same crappy salon also. Okay, no. thank you. Hang on. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. At different times. The, is the salon called Dramatics? It's, the salon is called Dramatics. I would hate to give them any publicity. On the Upper West Side? There was, they used to have a, a few of them peppered around. But um, you'd get a job there and then they would give you like a stage name. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which, which I didn't mind because I didn't want anyone to ever know I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, you know, look, it was a time period where you could get a uh, haircut for Mm $9.99 and, and, you know, and it was a cool environment or whatever. So, but yes, I I got an assistant job there and they gave me the name of Pee Wee. Pee Wee. Oh, Lord. Well, I didn't like that because um, it it, it kind of gives a a feeling that I might be small. Oh, goofy. Uh Kind of goofy. And I felt, found that insulting. So I was just like, no. I was like, how about you something else? And so they, they changed my name to Ziggy, which I didn't like either. And so I just introduced people, myself to people as Toy. Toy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there actually used to be a dramatics near where I lived on the Upper West Side. I used to go to it. And the names are like um, Broadway, Cher, like all kinds of crazy names like that. Yes, yes. Um, I think I knew Broadway. There was Hollywood. There was Broadway. Uh. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, it was so, it was a lot. I knew a girl in Go-Go from there that I really liked. But um, Mariah's name was Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So wild. I lasted longer than she did. I think I think she was like one or two days. But um, I made enough money to get myself to Miami with my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> and yeah. I yeah. Working towards a goal. That's all that matters all that matters Mm -hmm. so now you obviously have been working with mariah forever but you also do a lot of other celebrity makeup and you're amazing at all you do so you know and the the fact that you and mariah are such good friends when did you realize that this is more than just like a job a job this is more than just uh being a makeup artist for for mariah like we have a connection i can't remember the exact moment of when that happened but i think that it's probably like with any relationship it's a cultivated experience you know it's like you you know i have trust issues i don't trust people very easily and mariah of course doesn't you know and so we were both very like kind of cautious and you know just letting things happen slowly but i think that over time what happens is situation and life reveals itself Uh uh-huh and and the way people in, like react in a certain situation and what they do and the people's character shows through, you know? And um, I think that that's what ended up happening. And 
she, I was there for her and she was there for me and just humanity. I don't know. I don't know how it all happened, but I'm extremely protective over her. And I started realizing how protective I was over her when I would not be with her mm-hmm. and I would hear things, you know, like little chatterings of bullshit. And, um, I was just get so like pissed off and just, I mean, like, you know, I just very protective. So I always like years ago, I was always like, you know, you're like, you know, you're my family. Like you're, you're my other sister, you know? Well, that's what we do in the streets too. When we hear chatterings, we're out here fighting. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. I don't mess around. I'm like, I, you know, I just, it just drives me crazy when I hear that stuff. I'm just like, you've never met her and you don't know anybody that ever has. So just shut it down, shut it up and go jump in a hole. Yeah. yeah that's how to we say feel. the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Christopher, we're going to take a quick little break. And then when we come back, we have some listener Q and A's for you. Do you have a great idea for a podcast, but don't know where to start? You need to know about anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, welcome back. We're here with our super special guest, the Emmy Award nominated future winner, hopefully, Christopher Buckle is still here. <laughs> yes, thank you for being with us. Of course. We have a good, a good track record with our guests. Like Michaela Angel- Angela Davis came on and then she became the number one uh, New York Times bestseller with the book. We have Misty Copeland on. Oh, um, yes, yes. We had Michael Jackson come on. And he won a Pulitzer Prize. So we're sending you the same energy <laughs> to win. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to do some listener questions. Our listeners have a whole bunch of um, random questions for you. So hopefully um, we can get through all of them. But Dan, do you want to read the first one? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start with our listener, Glam Peaches. I know exactly who Glam Peaches is. Yes, yes. They want to know um, that one time you mentioned that you make makeup products in your kitchen for Mariah. Well, um, there are times, like years ago, um, Mariah was always like, you know, she wants to protect her skin. She does not want to go in the sun and like damage her skin. So, but we like her to look bronzed and tan. And so I started making body makeup for her. And wow. so I've been making it since the, probably, I guess, the late 90s. Get out. And That's I amazing. Make, I make vats of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to sell that because I've been here in LA and I have like a tan up here and then on my legs and the whole middle section is pale. So I need some of that bronzing powder or makeup that oh you my have. Gosh. But, or you could buy a uh, unitard and just cut the middle out and then lay in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and a hood. Speaking of, um, you have a line of products, right, that we can I, check out? 
I do. Um, I have the Christopher Buckle Beauty. Um, there's a full line of cosmetics and they're available at Amazon.com. And yeah, my Triplicity Foundation is a huge hit. And of course, my casting call setting powder and the lip colors, the cashmere slips. Yeah. I actually have the, um, the eyebrow device that you have. Oh, brow champion. Yeah, uh-huh. brow champion. That's it. Because it helps with these like edge moments on camera. Yes, of course. My whole face is Christopher Buckle Beauty. Um, it's <laughs> I my full disclosure, which is what you use to fill in um, like thinning hair or whatever. I also use it on my eyebrows and my beard. So I'm basically like a drag king. Okay. Full <laughs> disclosure. I, I might it. I might need some of that too. Now, what of those products do you use on Mariah? And like, what are some of her favorites from your line? Well, I use the Triplicity Foundation in tan and deep. And then I also use the casting call setting powder, the bronzing, the, my um, exposure bronzing powder, which um, I use deep on her. And she loves my um, Bardot cashmere slip lipstick. And like through the shows, like all the concerts, she's basically wearing Bardot. Oh, I, I love the name of that. I love the name of that. Can you tell us a little bit about the Triplicity uh, product? And how, like, someone like myself could use it. Because now I'm interested. Now I want to (laughs) know. My Triplicity Foundation is a stick foundation. So it's a cream formula. And you can apply it, like, directly to your face and blend it in. Or you could use a brush. But with Triplicity Foundation, you can just use a little bit of it. If you're a guy and you just want to, like, fix things up, you just buff a little bit on. And you could also go full-on drag or full-on glamour, however you like. But it's a very wearable and it's got a beautiful texture uh, foundation. Mm. Love it. I'm going to have to check that out. We need it, especially in these, this Zoom world that we're in now. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about <laughs> the makeup and the lighting. Of course. If it's not lit well, it's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> very true now i'm worried about our lighting <laughs> no our lighting is real bootleg today but we're not recording video so it's like well just for your view for your listeners i will assure you all listeners that their lighting is horrible <laughs> <laughs> rude it's true though <laughs> it's true um do we have another question Yes, here is one from Steve Martin from Pennsylvania. And he says he would like to know what is one product Mariah could never live without? One product Mariah could never live without blush. Ooh. Ah. She loves blush. Well, she has those beautiful cheekbones. She does. She's got really cheeks. May as well blush them up. Now, That's also. Right. Can we also for a moment talk about Mariah's skin? I think she has the most perfect skin I've ever seen, but obviously you've been much more up close and much more unfiltered when it comes to her skin. So confirm it's the best skin you've ever seen. It's like a peach. Like, I'm not even kidding. It is smooth. It is flawless. It is like hydrated. There's not a blemish. A line. It's just like it's annoying. It annoys me. To be <laughs> I, I, I just. It's yeah. And she won't accept the the compliment. She'll be like, "Thank you." <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, she's afraid oh, that, yeah, okay, she's afraid but... if she accepts the if she accepts the compliment that it'll suddenly change or something maybe. <laughs> but she she has gorgeous skin and it's really it's like on her whole body. It's like she's just soft and like creamy it's, it's like unreal 
It's unreal. Like I've I've seen celebrities out and obviously you've worked with many other celebrities, people who, you know, can get all the, you know, specialties done to their skin. I think Mariah's skin is just naturally that way. Or does she use special oh, yeah. things? Moisturizers, no, stays does, out of the sun. She does not. No. She just she uses such basic, simple little she doesn't do a lot of things. She doesn't get facials even. She doesn't do it. Like it's it's just the way it is, she's very lucky. She is blessed with the skin. Blessed. And she doesn't go in the sun, which is number one. Like, she really has done the right thing by not going in the sun. Just off topic a little bit, but on topic. So, when she had the MAC collection, were you involved in that collection? And I was not involved with that at all. You were not? Okay. And you'd, wonder, you'd think to yourself, hmm. Why wouldn't the person that always does her makeup do it? But she had different management. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> we gotcha. Heard. Well, things didn't make sense, but here we go. Well, good to know. Uh, it was. It was. It was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> Um, here's something from one of our listeners, Zoltan, who is from Budapest. You know, we have listeners from all over the world Around because the world. Mariah is global. You are global. <laughs> you know, we do the best we can with what we got, but he would like, he says, um, I have an impression that in the first two, or in the last two or three years, a lot of our uh, sort of lamely requests were listened to and fulfilled by Mariah. For example, all of the vinyls that she released and the MC30 all going on streaming. How, and so then how does Mariah ever talk to you about like her creative process or what she's doing musically? Like, does she ever ask you your opinion, you know, as a friend, like, what do you think of this, that, or the other? Well, this is the thing. Like, yes, I, I see my going through her process and discussing things and ideas that she has. And I'm not an expert on music. Right. So I am just like, wow, that's a cool idea. Like I just support what she's thinking, you know, because I, the same way as I'm like, Oh, well I'm going to do this and this and this, um, you know, kind of eyeshadow or whatever she like, but basically she's like, okay, cool. That sounds great. <laughs> like, because I'm the expert with the makeup. Uh-huh. So but one thing I will say is I don't know all the inter workings of, of the business stuff that of, with Mariah, and, but I will say that she listens and sees what you guys say and what you ask for. She's very tapped into you. So even if she doesn't respond or comment, she sees it. Okay. So market research. She, she hears you and, um, and she is Mariah's um, very. I, I feel like I'm hearing my mother's voice. Mariah, who's she? Who's she? Why do you keep saying she? Um, Mariah um, is very um, devoted to her fam, her fans, and her family, and it's never twisted and it's never confused for her. I mean, it's it's sort of the same, you know. Uh, there's a symbiotic relationship going on here with Mariah. You it's- are her family. Like the family is literally her family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why even I've met her so many times, but she's so engaged, even if it's just for five seconds. And like, after that, I was like, she really does care. So like, I'm, you know, I'm sold for life, I guess, if you will. Um, But even after... I have something to add to that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to just something because 
1997, I remember we were doing a lot of in-store record signings for Butterfly. Uh-huh. And I would stand there next to the table and see where I'm meeting each fan. And I have done this with other artists, okay? But Mariah, she would take each, like, she would, like, make sure that she made eye contact with each person. And I was just like, I just noticed that you really take a beat and make sure that you are looking into each other's eyes. And she's like, well, they came all this way. I want them to be seen. Like, Uh I want them to feel like I I know that they are here because Mm -hmm. I'm appreciative of that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that just is very character telling, you know? Yeah, because I imagine not a lot of celebrities do that. You know, they it's because it's just like, it's just like a job to them. Business. It's business. And yeah. and with Mariah, I know that it's not just business. It's it's so much more than that. Um, You're right. Especially after reading, you know, the memoir, you know, and those yeah. moments of realization of what the fans mean to her is really, really special. I was so happy to read that in the book, which sort of like lets me segue into you've obviously read the book. And what are your thoughts on it? When I heard that Mariah was doing the book, I was like, oh, boy, a lot of people are going to get mad. Because I do know some of the stories that other people did not know. And then there were many stories that I, I also didn't know. I thought I heard all the horrible things. Uh-huh. And there were more horrible things. When I read it, I was surprised that she went so full on. And she really went there. And mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Um, because I know for years that she held a lot of stuff in to protect people. Mm. and. So I, I just think that it was nice that she didn't compromise her story. And I would assume that as much as in, is in that book, there's probably a lot more that isn't. Absolutely. But I thought that it was really sweet that she had mentioned me in the book a couple times, too. Because it's just, I don't know, it's just sweet to be part of it in some way, you know? Well, now you're documented as a part of history now. Because that book got picked yeah. up by a university as one of their talking points. So you're like in the official records. Oh my God, I finally went to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get there somehow, you will make it some way. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I had, some, I had um, a lot of photographs that I would take behind the scenes, like when we were on tour and stuff like that. And just, I'd always kind of be like, come on, come on, take a picture. I was a little annoying probably with it, but it came in handy because when it, the book, like where I was like, do you have pictures, any pictures? And so I started digging through and I found a lot of pictures that are actually in the book. Yes. So, when you read when you read the chapters like the glitter era um, and on the mayhem that was going on behind the scenes, were you involved in all of that? Did you know that was going on as it was happening, or were the, you learning the, things the in the business book? stuff when it was all like you know the shady shit, the broken down parts, going to the spa with Morgan, escaping to Brooklyn, all that kind of stuff? Yes, I I, I knew all that stuff, but you know, it's. I also knew all the the shady business stuff that was going on with people trying to foil her. Mm. And it was like, it was just, you know, swimming against the tide. Like, just like, you know, it was just craziness of, of what was going on at the time. And and so diabolical. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I can imagine that's probably one of those sort of eras or moments where your friendship probably sort of solidified and, and became stronger, like going through some of these you know, real, um, not cute moments. 
Well, that's the thing, you know, character is revealed when things are not going well, mm, true, not when things true. are great, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, you meet people and it's like great to have a, it's easy to have a great time together. And, but what's going to happen when things are really screwed up, mm-hmm. like who's going to step up, who's going to step off. You exactly. Know, so. You know, it's all fun and games when we're eat, drink, dance and whatever, but like what happens when we're not doing that, you know, and that's. You're totally right. Absolutely. Okay, we have some more questions for you. This one's a bit of a technical... Give me more questions. Yeah, this one's a bit of a technical (laughs) question. So this is from AJ in Atlanta. He's asking, you've essentially been Mariah Carey's primary makeup artist for about two decades, although we don't acknowledge time. Could you explain in comparison from the beginning of of your time with her until now, some of the... um, Like how makeup has evolved and the techniques have evolved over the years? So, like, the industry makeup trends, um, makeup products, um, what Mariah likes, like, what has changed over the years. Right. I mean, even just the the fact that now everything is high def, so, like, things have to be, like, a whole another level. Why did they invent that shit? I mean, why did they invent that? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. Sometimes why I see a camera. See so much? I see a camera sometimes, I mean, and I'm like, why? <laughs> why is what? this? Why do we want to see so much? Yeah. Like, we don't need to see, like, insects, for God's sake. <laughs> Are we, what are we doing? Cornea replacement? It's yeah. like operations. Exactly. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Years ago, I had a Kodak Instamatic. You take a picture. People barely had a nostril. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it <was> amazing. <laughs> so, and everyone was okay with it. We didn't want a nostril. Yeah. <laughs> so what changed makeup wise from like the early days of SD cassette tapes, videotapes to this new HD world has like the texture and, and I guess like density of makeup. A lot has changed. You know, makeup is evolving constantly because it's a technology of its own. You know, there's different formulas, there's active ingredients and different pigments and things that get invented. There's like long wear now, which didn't even exist. So, and of course, the trends of fashion. So like, you know, in the early 90s, everything was spice pencil from Mac. And, um, you know, it was all very, it just had a certain look, you know, and, and so, and then as times change so does everything the hair changes the amount of makeup and contouring of course it became very popular and um gold eyeshadows were popular and brown and black it just all evolves and it's evident when you look at anybody like sometimes it just it doesn't seem like that much is different but when you look at a timeline you're like oh well actually yeah that looks very 90s yeah yeah how do you stay up to date with the trends and what's coming in? Do you just look at magazines as reference, like Vogue and, and the fashions? You kind of look at that stuff, but it's like, I think that when you're dealing with, when it comes to me dealing with icons and mm-hmm. doing an icon's makeup, um, it has nothing to do with that anymore. It really has to do with what's truthful to to the artist. Mm-hmm. And of course you could adjust the textures and things like that slightly to make it look more current or more modern or whatever. But ultimately there's different types of artists, you know, and like with Mariah, she's like iconic. And I think that people expect her to be a certain thing. And so I think it's about consistency and, um, and then giving people a little surprise here and there. Have you ever looked back at a, at a look that you did and just thought, Oh my Lord, what was I thinking? Yes. 
And you're going to ask me which one right now. <laughs> we'll tell you <laughs> who's going to look at it, you, <laughs> you bitchy queens. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us an example. Okay, let's think. Just one. Um, oh, okay. And Mariah doesn't mind this one. But the um, it's the I think it's the Butterfly Tour, which is filmed in Hawaii. Uh-huh, uh-huh. On tape. And yeah. she's got big curly hair and it was a thousand degrees and it was humid and MTV had come backstage to film uh, like behind the scenes stuff and the lights, the, all the electricity in the building kept going down and it was pitch black. And I had to keep doing her makeup in the pitch black or with a flashlight or whatever was available. And we were so late. And so we were just rushing and when she got on stage, I didn't realize how much gold I had to put on her eyes. <laughs> she was shimmering, baby. Yes, she was. So I love that yeah, look, though. That's a, I that's actually, awesome. like, you know, because back in the day, in the 90s, like, you know, Mariah always looked really, really natural makeup wise. Yeah. So yeah. You, when I saw the butterfly tour, the big hair, the big makeup and everything for that particular Hawaii show. I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like I loved seeing, you know, that different kind of look. Same thing with the the Honey Remix video. With that eye, I was like, Mariah's like serving. Well, thank you. But that I, when I saw that I was, the spotlight was a bit too spotty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're going to disagree with you. We love that look. on that particular (laughs) look. Okay, well, I'm happy to hear it. But trust me, I I am not a person that loves my work all the time. For the most part, I can always find something wrong with it. But I do the best I can with the amount of time and conditions in which I have to do it. So, you know. That's part of it. Exactly. And that's life. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. But also, it's part of any creative process. You have to look back and see, what can I adjust? What can I do better? What went wrong? So I don't do it again. Exactly. It's all a learning process. And it's constantly changing, you know. So it's, you know, you do what you can do. That's all you (laughs) can do. You cry yourself to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I love a smoky eye of Mariah. Oh, me too. Me too. Love. my, I am partial to to a smoky big eye on her because I think that her eyes are so so soulful mm-hmm. and beautiful, and I don't like putting um, a lot of color on her lips because I feel like what's important is what's coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't right. want the color to be distracting. Mm, I see. I see. I don't know. I, I guess this just popped in my mind. Did you do the makeup for the breakdown video? I did not do that. That actually, that was um, that w- video was actually shot the very day before we like we left that night for the butterfly tour. Oh wow! And so Mariah got on the plane, and she had like this neon green glitter eye on. I was like, <laughs> "What? What? What are you Something doing?" Like that was a lot of makeup for Mariah, but I loved it. Yes, that was Laura Mercier. Laura Mercier. I think that was the last video that laura mercier did with her so you've worked with mariah and a lot of other celebrity artists and um is there anyone that you are wanting to work with that you haven't yet yes there's a few i I should do i mean gaga the thing is this like i i know people that i know the people that do these artists makeup Uh on a regular basis and i think that they do a great job it's just that as an artist i would love a shot to do makeup on like Lady Gaga, let's say, and do something like extreme on her. Um, 
but Sarah, who does her makeup, does a gorgeous job. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. I've done so many people's makeup at this point. And I've done so many like icons that I'm satisfied. <laughs> right. You're not like, you're not itching to, to go out and, and do other makeups. Cause you've pretty much, you've, you've done it all. I mean, you're Emmy nominated now. Come on now. I mean, I've worked with, I mean, when you think of the musicians that I've worked with, I've worked with Anne Margaret, Liza Minnelli, Cher, um, Madonna, uh, Avril Lavigne, Alanis Morissette, Britney Spears, Jennifer Lopez, Ariana Grande. There's so, so actually many. Tisdale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so many. There's like, I've done, oh, Avril Lavigne. I said that one. Yeah. But tons. Christina Aguilera, of course. Of course. When they, when they call you in and you're in the room with them doing their makeup, do they ask you about Mariah? Yes. Everyone is always very curious <laughs> about Mariah. Because they're, I because everyone else is a fan of Mariah's. Yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, um, yeah they, they just they just are curious. So, like you know, they'll ask like just cute questions or whatever. Yeah, everyone loves Mariah moments, and everyone. That's why everyone's always always wanting to know what she really like, what she really like, which is you know because she gives off this otherworldly quality that it's just like is she real yes she is it's crazy yeah that's her <laughs> what you see is what you get there's no surprises that's if you have seen mariah and in, in interviews and stuff that's that's mariah that's all we love about her yeah any um spoilers or any snippets or tidbits you can give us for the new christmas special well i just spoke to mariah actually on the phone this morning we facetimed at 6.30 in the morning. And um, <laughs> she is very excited and she is already planning and plotting. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be deciding on looks and things very soon. And any other information would be up to her to tell you because I'm not a spoiler. <laughs> I'm, a spoiler. A I'm a dead end street, baby. <laughs> I love it. Well, we are so looking forward to the next Christmas special and we are so looking forward to the Emmys and we are cheering you on and we hope you get it because it was amazing work. Amazing work. Thank you. And Mariah did tell me today, she's like, all I got to tell you is this year's Christmas special is going to blow last year's out of the water. Ah, oh no. I, I so. mean, that sort of blows my mind because I'm like, how can you even top that last year's Christmas special? It was so good. So I'm excited. I'm excited. What was your favorite look from the Christmas special, Christopher? My favorite look was, I think, the Enchanted Forest, which was yours, mm-hmm. the purple and lavender and ethereal thing. I also, I, li- I did like the gold one too. But my favorite, I think, was the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think that I secretly wanted to wear that look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that hair. Well, you know how to do it. It's like, but I want to be an angelic angel in the forest. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christopher. And again, good luck with uh, the Emmys this year. Yeah. How can our listeners follow you on your socials? Oh, you can go to Christopher Buckle, at Christopher Buckle. And you know how to spell it, right? K-R-I-S-T-O-F-E-R. Yep. Yeah, yep. follow me. And your products Come are on the ride. And your products are on Amazon.com, right? Amazon.com. Get that triplicity. Well, Chris- triplicity and cover that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christopher, thank you so much. This has been on our wish list for years and years. So thank you for being here and for your time. And I'm sure our listeners are going to have a bunch of questions for you in our comments section on, on Instagram. 
So um, hopefully, and come back soon, anytime you want. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for making it happen. All right, thank, thank you. you. Make it happen.